Hey everyone, Seth here. I am wrapping this podcast up before I head for my flight to Vegas. Uh, it's our wrap up of 2022. Me and Jared go over predictions. We go over the last biggest events of 2022 on space flight, and we cover some of the uh, the biggest topics from the last week. So you guys all enjoy. We're we're back. It's been two weeks. Uh, or has it been more than that? I don't know when the last time. When it's last been time a long did? time. Yeah. It's been a while. So, we're back. I actually have a setup. We actually, like, we both have different setups this week. It's weird. I can't see you. We're just doing a video recording because everything's messing up video-wise for us today. Yeah, Uh, but the viewers can see us, and that's all that matters. The viewers can see us. So, now I'm forced to look at myself the entire time. So, now I'm just going to have a conversation (laughs) with myself, pretty much. I'm just looking at the camera lens. Uh, Well, (laughs) yes, fair. Yeah, I'll just look. I'll try to look at the camera lens and not the little video next to the camera lens. Uh, Yeah. But, we've... It's been an interesting few weeks. Uh, I've been stuck in Virginia for the past, like for two weeks. <laughs> That's a whole thing. Um, then uh, yeah, so I didn't Dude, bring you got, any. You got a crazy story. I didn't bring any. So it's Rocket Lab. So Rocket Lab was supposed to launch uh, this week, and I think uh, we're gonna go through our headlines real quick. But I think we're gonna talk about this, which is I think one of our headlines. It is the first headline that we have. Uh, so Rocket Lab was supposed to launch their first mission from Virginia uh, this month. Um, and if you don't know who Rocket Lab is, they're a small set launcher. They launch tiny little rockets. Uh, they're like about the they're about the size of um, I think Falcon 9's landing leg. I think it's a like good ish. They're kind of like missiles. <laughs> well, okay, technically all rockets are missiles. If you ask Grammarly, uh, I use I use rocket too much, and it wants me to use missiles instead of rocket, uh, <laughs> which is not true. But also, yes, technically Grammarly, you're right. It is or a missile. Um, it's really tiny. It's uh, made of carbon fiber. Super, super cool. So we we went out there. We're like, it's Rocket Lab. They've launched like thirty of these rockets. Uh, like they're gonna be fine. Like it's gonna be, like it's gonna launch on the first try. I didn't bring like anything for podcasting. I just brought like I did bring a week's worth of clothes. I realized I always bring a week's worth of clothes. Smart. Um, and I brought two days of travel clothes. So like technically, I had like a week plus two days. And then like you do your you clean your travel clothes when you get to the hotel. So you have another two days of travel clothes. So like I was set on clothes, but like. Turned into two weeks because they delayed. It turned out like weather was just not their thing. It's so, like two weeks went through yep. of just delays, and it was just like every it was just delayed two days, delayed two days. So originally it was they had issues with the range. Um, apparently they didn't have their launch license all figured out beforehand, which none of us knew when we traveled. They just said like, "Yeah, we're launching," and so we all show up, and it's like there's four of us um, that show up, and like but before we even get to our Airbnb where we're all staying is, is uh, it was Derek Wise uh, and then like a few uh, a few photographers from other um, outlets that we're all going to share Airbnb together and we we all we didn't even get there before they delayed it two days because they didn't have they had an issue with the range and weather I'm like okay cool well we'll all still show show up because Airbnb is non-refundable so I guess we're still going to Chicoteague Island which if you haven't been to Chicoteague Island in winter there's not a lot to do. It's a little beach town <laughs> that only has things to do during the summer. It like completely shuts down almost in, in the winter. Um, there's a couple restaurants for like the people who live there to go to and eat, and that's it. Uh, so yeah. within those two weeks, we we added we ate at all the restaurants. Um, we saw the ponies, which is like a very big thing to do in Chicoutique. We um, went to DC twice, and we'll get to the second DC trip in a little bit. Uh, we did everything we could. We also, uh, Rock Lab was really nice. I, um, Morgan from Rock Lab, the communications director, like brought us out a couple times. Uh, so we got to see the rocket. Actually, uh, we were, I, I got 
went out um twice they brought us out like especially just like just to see the rocket or just to just see their um their facilities out there and we got to see it vertical like the only people that have to see it vertical up close um because remote setup was in the morning and it's quite cold uh this time of year in the north Mm -hmm. and so uh they have these like blankets they put on them they call them jammies uh and i love it because they're they're from new zealand they call them they have their accents they call them jammies and i love it um so they have their, their little PJs that they put on the rocket to keep it warm. Um, and so they had it, and you can only have those on horizontal, and they just raise it up a couple hours for launch. So we set up remote cameras twi- uh, twice, no, Ooh. once, uh, without the rocket being vertical. So we were just guessing, and luckily it didn't launch because um, none of our, <laughs> my cameras, none of my cameras were in focus. <laughs> so uh, they had perfectly, I think they were perfectly lined up. Because I was, we were, I was luckily able to get out there beforehand with with uh, Rocket Lab when it was vertical. So I took some photos in areas where I wanted to take shots, and so I kind of knew how to line up, line it up, so it was fine. But uh, yeah, they were in focus. So uh, that classic. happened. I, classic. So that that was so beforehand. Let's I'll talk about what did fly. So Rocket Lab didn't fly. Um, they ended up having uh, up level winds be an issue. Um, on the last the last launch attempt on the 19th, they tried to extend it to the 20th, but winds didn't look good on the 20th either, so they they're delayed now till January. Uh, we went to DC. This is a little personal story for me. We went to DC uh, the after the the final delay. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we'll go see the space in uh, Air and Space Museum because they just renovated it. Get some photos. I write an article about it. Be super awesome. Uh, yeah, so we go to DC, we're looking to, we're at this point, we're like a week, we're like a week later than what we're planning to be here, so like, we're just trying to find cheap hotels, and I, we went to the wrong neighborhood, and I had the right car, and, uh, I oh, woke up man. the next day, and I'm like, I'm gonna do some work in the morning, and we we'll find whatever, and like, the two people I was staying with, they went to, to downtown, and I had to wait for, um, to give some gear to Derek, as he was heading back down, and, uh, uh, he showed up, gave him the deer, and I, gear, and I walk out to my car, I'm like, huh, there's no wheels in my car. Wait a minute, this isn't my car. <laughs> Wait a second. There's supposed to be more things to my car other than that. It's not supposed to be that low to the ground. Why is it so low to the ground? Yeah, there's no wheels. Um, yeah, so I got my wheels jacked, which is, uh, I have a brand new 2022 Civic. Oh my so that kind of sucked. Such like, <laughs> Yeah, such a bummer, man. What a... It's, you know, I've done, I've had, I've had, this is probably one of the worst, I don't want to say this is the worst experience, the travel experience I've had. Like, I've had my engine blow out on a way to a launch. Like, That's I've bad. been in, I've been my first time <laughs> flying by myself. Uh, Southwest's systems completely shut down nationwide. So my flight got canceled, but they didn't know where any flights were going. So like, that was a fun experience. I don't, I don't know what's the worst Maybe it's you, dude. I had. Maybe it is me. No, this is obviously, this, there's a common factor here and it's not the car. It's me. Yeah. Um, and if we quote Taylor Swift, it's me. I, I'm the problem. It's me. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I know that song way too. I don't know why I know that song too well. Um, the uh, yeah. So, but but good news is like I just got off the phone with the insurance like before we got on the call um, like earlier this morning. So like I'm, estimates in by the insurance, they're paying for everything. Uh, nice. Like, they're getting like, the wheels already been ordered. They're in, so they just have to do like there was a little issue with the adjuster like doing it virtually rather than in person. So the they have to do a, an inspection underneath the car to make sure nothing's damaged there, sure and whatnot. Sure. But if, if there's no damage to the car, I can actually I can pick up my car today. Um, but uh, I'm the car's in DC and I'm in Wisconsin, so uh, what's we the total? Might not be what's flying. the total elapsed time 
that it's been uh, since you've had you've ooh. driven the car last. When did I get? I think it's been almost a ooh a week and a half, almost a week. Oh, okay. Why does yeah. it feel like so much longer? I don't know, man. I think it's been. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's coming up on two weeks. Um, but the issue is going to be I'm going to be in Vegas next week for CES for the network, and the only flights that we can get out. Like, I, if we want to spend sixteen hundred dollars on a flight, we can spend sixteen hundred dollars on a flight. I can leave tomorrow to pick up the car, uh, Oof. but uh, and then drive it back for. It could only be a day. It's only ten hours. Only a ten hour drive, which I can do in a day, but. Um. <laughs> The only flights like available are this weekend. So like, <laughs> oh man, like Spirit has no flights out until like the next couple weeks. Uh, Frontier has no flights out for the next couple weeks. Um, American and Delta have flights out this weekend that are reasonable. Delta has a fl- I can get I can get a flight out tomorrow for Delta. That's sixteen hundred dollars, but um, that's above both of my Whew. all my insurances uh, limits for how much they pay. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it might be another week before I get my car. If it's available today, if there's no other issues, it might be another week till I get my car or two weeks till yeah. I drive my car. So, yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it's been fun. It's been a fun trip. Uh, that was that was we were just joking that that was like the trip from hell because the launch kept delaying and then like I got my reel stolen and like Derek got sick and like it was, <laughs> it was like like things just started nothing going went right. Downhill. Yeah, like nothing went right. Nothing went right. Uh, we got to see ponies and we we became <laughs> friends. We became friends. So bonding uh, experiences, man. It was a it was a extreme it was an extreme bonding experience. Yeah, um, bonding but, experiences. Chalk it up to that, right? Chalk it up to chalk it up to that. Rocket Lab, though, I love you. You're great. Can't wait to see you launch. Uh, probably won't be able to see you launch in January uh, for travel times, but uh, the next launch. And they're going to launch. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, my God. Yeah, they were talking about, like, oh, December weather doesn't look that bad, but January and February looks real bad. I'm like, yeah, January February is usually yeah. the worst time of year to launch because it's just stupidly cold up north. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure everyone from New Zealand, everyone home, all the New Zealand people went home for summer because it's summer down there. Uh, right, Christmas. right. And uh, so they went down to the warmth, and they're gonna have to come back to probably like highs of like in the in the no, in the low numbers. Like we had highs of like 30s, 40s. Um, it'll probably be in the single digits probably in January, February on the highs. So or I mean the teens probably. So yeah, that's, oh man, you're gonna need a couple hand warmers on those remote cameras to keep them from yeah. falling over, and probably for yourself. And for yourself, yes, yes, you do. So, uh, yeah, they're launching in January. We got to see a lot of the stuff though down there. So, like, I'll go over a little bit a few things we saw. We saw the first so Neutron hardware already being built. Nice. Um, the Neutron they have a temporary Neutron facility to build their first mock-up. We need to go inside that building. We get to go see in their integration facility. They're actually their launch control and integration facility. And uh, so we got to see their, their mission control. Which is always cool to see. They have like a little viewing room in the back, which is kind of which is kind of cool. Um, it's much smaller than their their facility in uh, in Auckland, but um, uh, they have uh, or I don't know. Which, I think they're big ones. I can't remember if they're big ones in Auckland or they're big ones in Long Beach. I have to see, but they have a real big one that they like kind of like showed off. It has like cool lights all over the place. It's not that crazy. It's just kind of like a little really big room with a lot of TV screens. Uh, but they have their integration facility, which is like has their clean room and all bunch of stuff in there. We have to see, uh, so like we got to see a half tank section of Neutron, and it oh, wasn't. Cool. I wish they would have moved the um, equipment they have to move electron rockets around mm-hmm. next to it because like it it fits inside that tank section. That's like crazy. They're, they're like their whole contraption to move around electron rockets will fit inside Neutron. Um, it was. I knew the size of it. Because they said how big it was, 
but like seeing it in person is like so much bigger than I than I, I could have imagined. So That's gotta cool. see that. Gotta go see their pad. Their pad's real tiny because it, it shares off a uh, it shares off a lot of the stuff off of Antares. But actually, they kind of they yep. built a lot of their own things. So it is kind of a carbon copy of their LC one in New Zealand. But uh, apparently, they had the, they it, they've made some. There's some changes to it to, to fit in within. Um, uh, the the Mid Atlantic Regional Spaceport kind of like facility. Nice. So it's not just like a flat concrete pad with like a like their their erector that they have their black mm-hmm. little um, holder. It's there's more of a ramp and there's some more facilities around it that they need um, that you don't see at their uh, their New Zealand site. So other than that, um, everything's great. I mean, it, Peter's awesome. We got, I got two tours with Peter um, of the facility. We got to talk a lot, and he's a cool guy. One of the one of the more genuine, I think. I mean, him and Tori Bruno are probably the two genuine great guys I've met CEO-wise from these companies. Like, you just can't feel bad around them. Like, they always make you feel great. So, uh, he was adamant. He goes, like, we launching this Saturday? Like, oh, we're launching. Like, we'll, we'll find a way. Nice. We'll launch. And, yeah, no, it didn't launch. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, should have asked him if he would. But you got to have that confidence, that. man. You got to have that you gotta confidence. Have, he, had, he, was, he, had, he had the confidence in the world. He has so much confidence on this team, which is great. So, uh, yeah, that's Rocket Lab. Uh, next up, another small sat launcher that we saw launched this last week, but uh, had a, had an issue was Vega C. So the Vega C is a rocket built by Ariane space. Ariane space is a French company. Uh, they're kind of a, a big partner with European space agency to kind of be like their, their launch provider for Europe. Um, there's not really many of them out there. Uh, I think there's a few in, in startup, but they're the only, they're, they're a long time. They're, they're, they're almost as long as, as some of the other legacy groups that we have mm. uh, over here in the United States. They've been launching actually for a very, very long time. Uh, but they've always been very niche to European governments and Europe, they're, they're stuff like that. So they have to go through the European Union and, and get all their funding through that way, which is a very bureaucratic way of getting funding. It's a little bit slower. But Vega C is their smaller rocket. It's actually their upgraded version of the, of the Vega rocket. The Vega rocket has been launching, I think it's been 2015, I think I saw it was their first launch. Uh, been launching for, for, for a good amount of times. Um, but uh, this rocket had an issue so uh their first stage launched uh, if you know anything about the vega rocket it is all solids um it is a it is not a rocket that takes its time to get off the pad it it goes mm-hmm. um so it's like anything with a solid rocket booster when those things light it goes and so the whole first stage is a solid rocket booster second stage is a solid rocket um and their third stage is a solid rocket the fourth stage is the only one that is um liquid field so uh, their first stage is like is pretty much what they're going to be using on the Ariane six, which is their bigger rocket. Ariane five launched the James Webb Space Telescope. Ariane six is their new rocket. So that first stage is pretty much the boosters for that rocket. That launch it performed flawlessly. Um, second launch, uh, so second stage had uh, de- uh, depressurized after um, ignition or shortly after st- stage of separation, sometime around that area. Uh, there's a depressurization depressurization of the second stage, which Something obviously depressurized. It's a solid rocket, so like they don't have fuel tanks that are pressurized, mm-hmm. but something in there must be pressurized that causes like the whole thing to fail. Um, so pretty much as soon as you saw the, the live stream, uh, they have their live tele- telemetry with the altitude and where it's supposed to be. And as soon as the second stage uh, like stopped firing, it just started going lower and lower than the line that it was supposed to be. So we all kind of knew what was happening. I mean, this is not this is not Vegas' first failure. This is their third failure since 2019, I believe. Um, but this is the first failure of the Vega C since the 
Vegas Z made its debut this year, earlier in the year, um, and it launched flawlessly. So this is a, a first-time failure for this um, upgraded um, kind of variant of the rocket. So, uh, not sure. Uh, we, we don't have anything that they've uh, any information on when this is going to fly again. We're going to find the issue um, yet at all. So, cool. Going into our uh, third item, we only have we have four headlines this week. So our third, second, to the last item is kind of an interesting one that happened kind of all of a sudden just out of a blue. Uh, yeah, te- uh, someone texted me like a, a gift they made of like this happening. There was a leak on a Soyuz on the ISS. Oh that, man, which that doesn't sound good. No, but, but when I read when I read this, and for anybody that's listened to our podcast for some time. You'll know that we always reference back to Armageddon for some reason. So when I read this, <laughs> the first thing I thought was the guy <coughs> – I don't remember the actor's name, but there's a Russian um, cosmonaut, I guess, in the in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And he's on the space station, and there's, like, a fuel leak. And, like, that. I just – I had, like, a flashback to that scene, and I was like, oh, my God. It looked Obviously, very Armageddon-like. It, it, one of the cameras was just showing on um, – uh, I don't know if this was a special camera they were doing for an EVA or if this was mm-hmm. a um, one of the just the standard cameras that rotate through their live feeds. But all of a sudden, uh, like we look over and like, oh, uh, there's just stuff spraying from the Soyuz yeah. spacecraft right now. Um, there's a, I think there there was I think there was a Russian uh, EVA planned that got canceled, and then um, uh, there was pretty much a lot of like just had to look into what happened. So pretty much. Uh, there's some, there's some, uh, investigation that happened. Like, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, NASA helped out. This is, this is where international cooperation is, is as, at it's, uh, pre- pretty great at the moment. Because while Russia and the United States here on earth is, are having a whole political battle pretty much in, in Ukraine with, with their invasion in space, the first thing NASA did was offer their help with, uh, inspecting it. So, uh, Russia did some, some inspections and then NASA and Canadian Space Agency used their Canadarm with uh, my favorite robot because it looks like IG-88 from Star Wars. It's called Dexter. It's an attachment nice. they put on. They can put onto uh, uh, onto the Canadarm that it gives it like five more arms. And one of the yeah. arms is like straight up in the head, but like when it's everything's straight out, it just looks like IG-88 from Star Wars. It's That's cool. the best thing ever. Um, so they and they just had five cameras. They just on each arm. They just have cameras on each of them, and they're just like rolling in Dexter's just rolling in. it looks it, it looks awesome I love when they bring out Dexter um they brought in to do all the inspections on it um so Russia is kind of saying that it wasn't a micromedia strike NASA hasn't ruled it out yet like it's kind of like a weird like they're both doing their own investigations mm. into it and they're coming up with different different things um right now we don't know the flight readiness yet of uh, MS is MS twenty two is the name of the of the Soyuz um, that brought up three uh, two two Russian cosmonauts and a, a NASA astronaut as well. Uh, Frank Rubio, I think, is the name of the of the ast- uh, NASA astronaut on board. Um, NASA instantly said, "Hey, we'll fly a, a SpaceX Dragon up to get them if you need it." Um, nice. That's that was an option. Uh, Russia right now, if MS twenty two isn't available, then they'll take MS twenty three, which is supposed to launch here in. I think it's in March or April, sometime in the spring. Uh, they'll just take uh, take that uh, Soyuz spacecraft and launch it with no crew, um, which mm-hmm. it can do. Uh, the new Soyuz can um, autonomously dock. Um, it could also be docked from the Russian, like a cosmonaut on the ISS. 
And so pretty much what they'll do is they can take MS-23, launch it, dock it, um, and then MS-22 will be uh, undocked and they'll, they'll, they'll try to land. They'll actually try to land that uh, with no crew on board since that can be also done with no crew on board. Uh, at least get the, the, that center portion, the, uh, the descent module down. So that's kind of the plan with that. Uh, there were some there were some spacewalks planned around this mission that had to be canceled. There was a, a debris <laughs> mitigation maneuver that happened after um, this this leak that uh, delayed NASA's um, spacewalk. That spacewalk was planned to um, put a new solar panel on. That actually did happen the, uh, a day after um, happening. And then uh, yeah, that, that got a new solar panel. I think they now have three solar panels, new solar panels put on there. Uh, pretty much. What they are is they're uh, they're rolled up solar panels. I don't know. Have you seen these, Jared? I I've seen the folded up ones. I don't think I've seen rolled up ones. Yeah. So these are like rolled up. So they, they used them on um used them on a, a, a one of the NASA science missions lately. I don't remember which one it was on. Maybe it was Dart. I think. And pretty much what they are is that they're just rolled up, they're rolled up uh, solar panels instead of them being folded and hard. They're they're mm-hmm. soft and they can be rolled up. And so they it's like a two right. Over, yeah, yeah, they're kind of like it's like rolled up carpet, I think, kind of like out nice. okay. but they're real. It's real small, um, and they are attaching them in front of the main, the big solar panels. So the kind of the really iconic part of the ISS is those massive solar panels uh, that right, actually get right. most yeah. of its size, and actually what you what your visibility of it. If you can see the nice sky, you're not really looking at the modules of the solar pa- of the space station. You're looking at the solar panels of the space station. That's what's getting off the, that light. So. They're putting them at the base of them, and, like, it just rolls out and extends and, and like, goes up, like, two-thirds of the way of the larger solar That's panels. Cool. Since those are the original solar panels that were put in the um, early 2000s. Uh, so they, cool. they're not at their peak efficiency anymore. So these new ones are more efficient than those large ones. They're smaller, so they don't have to go up the full way. And so they're actually going give, to give more power to the station than what they originally had. That's pretty uh, cool. With these new ones. Yeah, it's pretty... Pretty awesome to see like this technology evolve. So they put put two of them, I think, up already. So I think this is the third one. I could be wrong. This could be the second one as well. Like they have, they do. I think each takes two two spacewalks to to get them um, added. So uh, it's super awesome to they kind of see them be done. So that was what they did um, this week as well. There's a Russian um, a Russian space spacewalk as well. I don't know what they do. I think they did. Um, some, they actually did look at Soyuz and all that for the um, the hole. So nice. Well, we'll see what happens after that for the next item. So the last nice. item we have for a headline uh, we get before I run out of time on my on my camera to record uh, is the NASA request for the reboost Hubble. Remember that from Axiom? Yes, I sure do. Yeah, so Axiom uh, announced that they were going to look into uh, reboosting Hubble for one of their crewed missions for the second mission, and now. NASA put out a request for proposal, and mm. you can see the notes, Jared. What does what does this yep. sound like to you? Uh, to me, it sounds like challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it it oh. pretty much to me, this is pretty much NASA just crossing their T's and uh, crossing their crossing their T's and dotting their eyes to give the yeah. contract to Axiom. Like it's, it's yeah, there's really no one else. Who's well, they have, but they have team. to put it out as like fair game, right? I just did air quotes. Yeah, legally, they have to put out an RFP. Yeah. They have to take in ideas from other, um, from other uh, potential um, uh, suitors for the contract, uh, and yeah. they have to actually give the contract out to the right person. However, 
there is a very key point of this RFP that NASA put out is that there will be a no exchange of funds. Yeah, so, that's interesting. Yeah, so the company that will be doing this has to do it on their own dime. They have to pay for the rocket, the spacecraft, yep. um, any astronauts that go up on it. And why um, not a billionaire, right? Yeah, why not someone <laughs> who's already paying for a second flight to go do it? So yeah. we, we kind of like jokingly talked that, like, yeah, well, Northrop Grumman could do it because they have a, uh, something called an MEV, Mission Extension Vehicle. It's already yep. been used a few times on, on orbit to extend vehicle lives on uh, on spacecraft that weren't even designed to have anything docked to it. And Hubble has a docking ring that is very similar to um, the International Docking Adapter, which is on the ISS, which Dragon uses. They attached that on the last servicing mission in a hope that someone could use it. Like, MEV could literally just be adapted to use that thing and it's like would be the easiest docking they've ever done since it's like in low Earth orbit. And it's designed right. to be docked with, and we really as a known orbit and two and everything. It should be really easy. However, I don't think Northrop Grumman has the funds to do it out of pocket. Uh, they would find their own rocket, find their own, you know, any, everything to do. The only thing uh, NASA is supporting, they are pretty much saying Goddard Goddard Space Flight Center, which is um, uh, based out of Maryland. Um, actually, not that far from DC. Not that far from my car is actually. My car is in Greenbelt, Maryland, and that's pretty much where Goddard <laughs> is. Um, uh, that's where uh, they're going to support with technical people and anyone who's like on the Hubble team will uh, support uh, whoever wants to do this. But yeah, pretty much it sounds like uh, Axiom's going to probably get this contract um, if yep. if NASA wants to do the contract. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be cool. And like we said earlier in the year, you know, um, Axiom and, and Jared Isaacman sort of jumping and throwing their hat in the ring for projects like these I think is really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. To, to have another sort of key private, f- like, figure um, really taking on sort of, like, what, you know, to do, to, to push space exploration further. <coughs> yeah. I think it's kind of cool. And, yeah, and it, it's a different cool. way, right? It's not like, he's not like, oh, I'm going to go build my own, you know, rocket company and, and my own way to fly people to space. He's like, I'll use my resources to attach to what's already existing and it'll help sort of propel these different experiments and these different research studies. Yeah. This is why one of the cooler things that's come out of commercial space in a while. I mean, I mean, in the longest time, I mean, we've had other than like, other than like the actual rockets that have come out of them, but the coolest thing has come out of like, since, since commercial space has really become the norm. Um, of the industry uh we've seen of course plenty of i mean mevs and Northrop Grumman is really cool and all this stuff but like just being able to like say hey we're going up there we might as well hey, why don't we just go have well, some fun excuse and, me uh, guys sorry about that yeah why don't we just uh go up and just you know do this for you and uh yeah exactly so yep 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 and uh with that i think we're gonna take a break before my camera shuts off from uh at the 2999 or 2959 uh time limit uh we'll take a break and we'll be back with a uh, review of space in 2022 and our predictions for 2023 cool hi everyone we're back and we're gonna do a little bit of review for this segment instead of like a large story we're gonna do a review of the last year of space hopefully we can do this in 30 minutes before my uh camera runs out again um yep so that's that's the Uh, goal i just want to apologize I want to apologize. Uh, I did just run to the restroom and blew my nose. I was pretty stuffy for whatever reason. 
So I apologize. You're in back. The last segment, I was yeah, I was like sniffling the whole time. So we're good now. We're good. We're cleared. We're cleared out on our sciences. We're cleared out on our on our ideas. I guess I don't know. Yes. We're gonna do uh, so the review. We each chose five items for our favorite items for the the happiness space in 2022. But before we do those five, we're gonna talk about the two that we were to- that we weren't allowed to choose from. Yeah. Uh, and that is the first one. Artemis one. It launched yep. after d- decades. Of delays. <laughs> and I think that was probably going to be our number one for both of them, right? Uh, it, yeah, it definitely would have been up there, for sure. Yeah, I, we did a, uh, a, a <coughs> tournament. Uh, we're doing a, we're doing a tournament-like-ish style thing. Currently, right now, on Space Before Twitter, if you're still listening to this. But yep. I think it, I think it finished by the time tomorrow, Well, but, by the time you hear this, it may be over, right? Yeah, by the time I get this out, it'll probably be over. I think, the, I think today's the quarterfinal, and then finals is tomorrow. Um, yeah. so we did 16 different items and I try to get the seating right properly before we send it to our social media guy to do the bracket and like create the graphic for it. Uh, they didn't put in the right seating the way I was intending it to be. So we ended up getting Armas one and James red photos, uh, in the second round back like, to each other instead of like in the finals. Um, yeah. and those were our, our top two that we were sure we weren't supposed to chose. So Armas one launched. Uh, we both were there for it. You got in like at the last second, slid in there uh, to get on site, yep. which was awesome. And I mean, gosh! Uh, by the way, you're gonna hear my dog barking. Uh, he 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 has no chill. Um. Uh, so sorry about that, but yeah, you're gonna hear my dog barking. We, I don't know, 23 hours. I think I was on site for almost 24 hours. I think I was awake for 24 hours, but like 23 hours. I think I was like not at my place i was either driving to kennedy or yep. at kennedy space center and i think afterwards i'm like i am never doing this ever again now that it's been a few months i'm looking for the artists to do that again <laughs> it was i know kind of man. Fun. i know i was it was kind was of fun to spend that much time too. yeah, yeah. I, I mean a lot I of people was, like uh, i was down for like a week because of the just be- so the aftermath, like after it went up, like the, the beginning part of it, I didn't obviously spend as much time there as you did, but the aftermath of having to almost go get our remote cameras, then get told that we can't yeah. then get told that we can. And I literally drove back and forth from, from where I'm at, which is about 50 miles around uh, yeah. one trip, one way. Um, I don't know, like six times that week because I kept going <laughs> back and forth to, to almost go get my remote camera. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, obviously first world problems here, no, nothing to really complain about, but, uh, but they, th- because of, of the damage now, everything has sort of been publicized, but because of the damage that was done that we had cameras inside the pad that we couldn't go and get. And, uh, yep. it was just kind of like a bummer after just the, the, I was just so tired that week after. And I, I actually skipped out on the, on the next two launches, after that because i was just like i need like recovery time to like just kind of chill and not have to drive back there for a while yeah i mean i was there for 23 hours and uh i know people who were there for much longer than that because they they were like setting up live stream feeds and all that stuff like they were doing proper proper launch coverage like from tim and and nsf but like it was i don't know i had a lot of fun doing that mission like that was one of the highlights of like traveling down there and like hanging out with everyone and doing stuff like because it was like Dude, that it's a life, it was kind of, that's a life was, highlight man <laughs> yeah i always say like there is okay the throw in james webb I, those are the two top things that you know 
that were going to be the top tournaments for the whole year. I had to go to both those events. I had to go to the reveal at Goddard um, with all the people who worked on on web. I was like within the entire mix of everyone. And then uh, I had to go to Armist One and like hang out with those people as well. Yeah, I don't. Awesome, I I'm torn between which one was my favorite one. I, it's, it kind of feels like I wish these happened in two different years, so I could be like, yeah, web was my favorite, favorite event of this year, and then like Armist was a favorite event of this yep. year, of like Gillier. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think I have to chalk it up to Web. I think if I have to, if I'm ranking them, I, I voted for Web in the tournament. <coughs> to be honest, I didn't vote for Armas One. Sorry, um, because like that is a generational like moment. Like that is the last time that has something like that. Which was, one was Web? Hubble. Web. Oh. Web. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess we could we could put, throw this on the ta- table for uh, debate, but um, but Artemis One was like multi generational, right? Because of the time I it took to get it's, to the point. And then just yeah, the uh, sheer fact that it's been fifty years since the last time this was even attempted, right? With a with a you know yeah. a mission of this scale and a rocket of that size. Yeah, like Artemis One was an amazing feat, you know, to be able to witness and and have it be done finally. Web was also like mm-hmm. another, feat and they got it right, dude. They got it like, right, right. I mean, but they both did. Like they yeah, both I mean, just like yeah, they both they did. Both yeah, happened right. and both. worked. And I guess the only difference is that Web, if Web failed, there wasn't going to be a replacement. If Armus One failed, right, right, you yeah. could pro- Armus Two probably would have launched still. Um, I mean, I think we we thought like if it like it was failed on launch, like maybe Artemis would be canceled. But like I looking back, like probably not. Probably they would have been like, well, it's a test. We got the lift off, and like we right. <laughs> didn't get the space yeah. when we got the lift off. Uh, yeah, but Web, it so, would have taken so much time to reconstruct that uh web they would have just like no we're not spending 10 billion more dollars on a saddle (laughs) and 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 another like 10 to 12 years right yeah for sure yeah and like another decade to build it well it probably would have been like a couple more years to build i actually i I spoke to the north recruitment people and they're like well like yeah it took a long time to build this because we had to invent a lot of the technologies to do it sure it's like now that all the stuff's invented it probably would take less time but it would still be a lot of really really expensive so i don't i think if web would have failed that would have like been like a no go on like repeating it. If Armus One failed, they would probably repeated it. So I think that's why like I put Web above Armus One because like you only going to get first photos from Web once, and then the next one right. uh, I think right. we have like there. There's two more kind of like uh, in the pipeline for development. There's the uh, Roman Grace, I think it's a space telescope or Grace <coughs> Roman. I don't know. I remember the, exactly the name how the two go, uh, but that's like the next one. That's that's I think like. In being built right now to be launched, and then you have a kind of like a theoretical like successor the web um, that's like kind of on the pipeline, and that's going to be years before we see probably anything from Roman, um, and probably a decade before we see anything from the web successor because well we just have the web now like we're not gonna <laughs> like you're not gonna like replace yeah, web not, within a few years until be... technology gets old right yeah 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 they're gonna start building it now so they invent the technology yeah and that's another thing where right. the technology needs to be invented to, to succeed web mm-hmm. so i think that's like you know this is a once a one-time event i was like i went to that like i have to go to this because it is a one-time event we're not going to get first photos from web ever again until the next telescope gets built so right uh that's that's like that's like we could debate on that like which one's best because they're both amazing and i would love to just have them tied for first yeah. Well, I guess the, so. and just to, 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 you know, make sure to like, I guess, solidify your point about web sort of being the one of one, there's going to be Artemis two, three, four, well, you know, whatever the number ends up. Yeah. Being. Whatever. How many we Web have. is like mm-hmm. one of one, literally. 
Webb is one of one. Yeah, is, is a Borg. Yeah, it's whatever of what. Yeah, one of one. Um, it's an NFT. It's NFT. Oh my gosh! No, we're not bringing <laughs> NFTs in this podcast. It's an NFT free zone. Uh, let's go into. We're gonna go. Let's go back and forth with our uh, our, our top right. five favorite ones. I'm gonna go first because we're talking about Web, and I cheated a little bit. I said we weren't yep. allowed to talk about Web, and no particular order, put, right? These are not in particular. Yeah, I didn't order. put them in any particular order at all, or even date order either. I just threw them in as I thought. Same of them. thing. No, this oh, one I cheated disclaimer. a little bit. We, we also don't know each other's top five, right? Let's throw. No, we don't. I yeah, no we did not share our top okay. five. Yeah, we did not share a top five with each other. Okay, I cheated, and I said the James Webb cheerleaders. <laughs> did you – were you – I don't know. If, I, you don't know if you saw it because this was early in the year, and you didn't join Space Explorer, I think, yet. Maybe you were talking to – I'm not sure. But when I went to the Web event, the original plan for the Web event was media was going to be in the, uh, in the media center, and then the event was going to happen in the auditorium, and we're going to be separated. We're going to just watch the live stream. I think enough of the media complained that, like, why are we going out here to be in a separate room? Uh-huh. Uh, so I was on the go, like, all the media are coming over to the auditorium. We'll just find room for you guys. And I was expecting, like, maybe, like, 100 people. Uh, it was, like, four or 500 people probably in that room. I don't know. Wow. That, that might be more than what there was, but, like, that's what it felt like. And I remember we show up, media showed up first, like, before everyone else. Um, they kind of, like, do some interviews and just kind of, like, sit around and just wait pretty much. Um, and also, like, more people showed up. And then we started hearing cheering coming from the outside. Because it's an upstairs auditorium, so there's these stairs that go up to it. And I'm like, I walk out, and I'm like, oh, they have cheerleaders for this event. <laughs> I don't know what – I don't think Artemis 1 was that lit of an event. <laughs> like, Artemis 1 was great. Well, okay. But, like – the if it, if it had gone on the first time, it probably would have been, right? That's fair. They had a lot because of, they that, had a lot that of great first, things. that first attempt, dude, there was, like – for anybody watching, you know, local news here, or if, or if it got syndicated, like they were expecting, like fifty thousand people to like pour into the space. Yeah, coast area. that's fair. Like, I guess it's all spread <laughs> out, of course, across the entire space coast, and like media's kind of like yeah. s- kind of pushed off into the, like not really. Media's not like hidden at Kennedy. It's just like we have our own area, and like they kind of do things everywhere at Kennedy. It's a big. You're talking about a whole center where they're like everything's being focused on like one area of, of Goddard space life for this event, but like. I never, I mean, come on, nerds really know how to get down and party. And uh, cheerleaders was all, and they were all like just NASA employees that decided to join a cheer squad for 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 web. That's so funny. And it was uh, I, hilarious. I, I did not I enjoyed it. So this is this is a good this is a good one. I think I posted a video or at least a photo of them on uh, on Twitter somewhere. So you have, to, you have to go back to find it on my Twitter. But I did post about it. It was hilarious. I did enjoy that. So That's all. that was my first my first of five. Uh, for this year uh jared what's your first all right so piggybacking off your cheerleaders uh th- and this was unplanned um i don't know if this necessarily qualifies as they had cheerleaders but um watching the dart impact um mm-hmm. when it hit the when it hit the asteroid that's one of my top five um watching that live stream and the the room of the people working on that project acting like cheerleaders <laughs> um, just because they were so excited and sort of like the whole yeah. world kind of tuning in. You know, there was, there was quite a few people that actually watched the live stream of, uh, of the dart impact. So that was one of my um, top five moments just because of the, <coughs> the idea of it. It just seems so kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, you know, it's that thing where it's like stranger than fiction. It's almost like, 
art imitate or uh, reality imitating art. Like we've you know seen this in so many movies where we're sending missiles up to deflect asteroids um, or just anything. You know, from I mean, we we that whole episode we did. You know, we talked about Armageddon and all the movies that sort of um, <laughs> yep. kind of predicted this before it happened. Yeah. So just the dart impact overall, I think that was one of the coolest moments this year. That was also my second one. So I guess we do match. Um, oh, um, uh, so, Boom. uh, no, <laughs> got that one first. <laughs> me. I, that was one of the first events that not really first events. That was a, a event this year that I think grew more press. I, I think that, I think for like how much press attention that got from not just space media, from like general media, I think yeah, general web media, photos. Yeah. Dart Impact and then Artemis One. I think that that definitely beats sure. Artemis One, sure. especially since Artemis One. I think you, it's always you don't have the issue that it launched in the third attempt and there was some hot. That first delay was like real big and like every single right. everyone tuned in for that launch and then it delayed. Um, I think that 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 would be part of it. But like Dart, I remember going to the gym that morning and it being like before the the day of the impact, like it being on every single mm-hmm. uh, morning show. Um, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, like yeah, everyone the, had it on. And it's like, totally the Hollywood that. factor of it, right? It's the fact that it's yeah, like, oh it's yeah, like I saw it. so many, so many actors from uh, from like yeah, from movies that were like that. I mean, the Impact came out. Not like was it Impact first? Deep Impact. Well, no, what's the uh, what's the one that came out this year? That was the uh, like uh, that was like kind of like it was kind of a comedy. It had Jonah Hill. Um, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't look this? up. Don't I'm blanking. Don't look up. Thank you. I don't know why Jonah <laughs> yeah. Hill was the only one. I know they had like so many more famous actors, but I had Jonah yeah. Hill was the only one that Leo. came to my mind. Leo's in there. Yeah, Leo. Yep. Um, yeah, this, that, that came out this year as well. I don't know if that came out before or after Impact. Uh, Moon, after Moonfall, Dark, right? That was another one that came out. Like, in Moonfall was another one that came out. Yeah, that was really big this year uh, that had the Impact. Yeah, so. that was really bad. That, that movie's terrible. All right. So uh, <laughs> I guess that was our second, both of our seconds. So now you go to your third. Okay. Or do you want me so to go to my third? I, well, uh, whichever one. That well, that was that was my first. <laughs> oh, that's so right. That was my first. That was, that was my second. second. So I so guess you I'll go to your second. second. I'll go to my second. Yeah. Okay. So going from the, um, I guess it, that one was you know obviously a serious matter, but not as serious. But um, the second one is um, the Starlink deployment for Ukraine. I thought that was one of the mm. cooler like humanity moments this year yeah obviously had a lot of issues and there there hasn't been a lot of bright lights shined obviously from a war right because uh i mean aside from the fact that ukraine has been incredibly resilient to all of the you know just terrible things that are going on for them um but the fact and this is one of elon's brighter moments this year (coughs) kind of went downhill from this but just the fact that um you know, the Starlink deployment that happened, you know, almost instantaneously. I thought that was just really cool. It was like in real time, like, oh, we're going to cut your internet? No, no problem. You know, like we're just going to, you know, solve it with technology that's already, you know, sort of in the works. And to see something like that actually work, because, you know, it's like you hear all of the theories and the, oh, in the future, this is how it's going to be. And, you know, it, it always sounds nice, but sometimes you never really get to see a lot of those ideas come to fruition so to see this one actually play out in real time and uh and work to a certain extent it was awesome yeah that was uh one of the also events i think that changed the way we look at spacex i mean that was that was also elon before he lost his mind with twitter um 
Yes. I mean, he actually never really had his mind on Twitter. Anyway, asterisk, but, asterisk. Um, <laughs> asterisk. And uh, that was the way that I think I, I changed the way I look at SpaceX this year. I think in 2021, SpaceX was always a, uh, a thing. Not I was I, I put them always as like as like their aerospace company, and they're also kind of a think tank with how they their Mars program, mm-hmm. their Mars uh, missions. Yeah. Um. They kind of they're just the way they they're they're trying to figure out how to do that. Um, yep. and that's how I always looked at them before. And now it's like, yeah, well, now I got to throw in defense contractor. Cause like they work with the DOD right. and, and Starlink was, uh, that was kind of their, the military had looked at Starlink before Ukraine. Um, and they did some tests with, uh, communicating. I think they did a test like where they used Starlink to communicate between two, like two fighter jets. Um, mm-hmm. but after, after Ukraine was where the DOD goes, okay, like, we need to look at this as like an actual like security asset and stuff like that. And so there, yeah. there was, you have to throw in like SpaceX as a launch provider, then I'll start this internet provider, their think tank with Mars and their defense contractor, which whenever you throw a defense contractor in something where you change the way you look at them, you change the way you report on them. They're, they're more than just, you know, they're, they're someone who works with the defense and works with the war and all that stuff. Um, so that's kind of, I've changed the way my view, how I view SpaceX this year, not necessarily in a different way, not necessarily better or worse, but just like in a way I, I look at them differently this year. Yeah. Um, cool. And then I'll, uh, yeah. How about your, so my your number three, number three, uh, electrons, mid air catch, partially mid air catch. That was cool. Uh, yeah, that was that cool. for multiple reasons. It was great to see. I mean, I don't, I don't remember this happened. This was the event happened this year, or last year. I think it was in 2021 where they had the event where Peter Beck ate his hat, and um, which was cool. And it was that's probably one of the better, the best things that a CEO of a company has ever done is admit they were wrong and physically do what they said they were going to do. That was hilarious. Yeah. Um, their catch. Uh, this is like a step forward for Electron, where they go like, okay, yeah, we're Electron's a mature rocket, and we're going to push forward with something we didn't really plan to do originally um, and be able to change it and to adapt it into a, a new block version of their electron and try to recover it. And they actually pulled, they did several, you know, tests with landing in the ocean. And then they finally did the attempt with catching with the, with the helicopter. And if it almost went well, like it almost was perfect. Like they almost attempted to catch it um, for, you know, the, the first time. I mean, they had some load issues. Apparently the pilot, like something was off <laughs> until they had to release it. But it, like it, it th- their idea worked in it, and they were able to turn a rocket that had no plan for reusability and recovery into a rocket that they could recover um, and potentially mm-hmm. reuse um, in the future. And I thought that was that was that was like kind of like awesome. Like that was kind of like my favorite, um, kinda, one of my little highlights of this year that I found super awesome. Um, so yeah, it's and, and it's I mean, one of those. I mean, also it's like just watching. Um, science fiction become reality you know it's kind of cool again with like you know yeah. this kind of piggybacks off the dart idea but um seeing these things that are they seem so impossible to do right that are actually now happening mm-hmm. um which is crazy yeah so super cool moment <coughs> and so now so let's go to your, your three yep well how about oh yeah let me do i'm gonna do three and then we'll take a break uh, and then we'll wrap up with four and five so number that. three Let's for me, that. unfortunately, I, I guess I didn't even realize it until right now, but I picked a lot of SpaceX <laughs> things. But number three for me was um, seeing the return of Falcon Heavy B-17. 
because it was my first time mm. to see Falcon Heavy, like in person, which is yep. awesome. Um, and then obviously the double booster landing to piggyback on that, you know, was, was super awesome to, so I know that there's a lot more Falcon Heavies planned for this year. We got one coming up yeah. in January, hopefully. Um, but just to see that sort of take life again, which was, that was really cool. I would have been my fourth Falcon Heavy launch. I mean, I did. Okay. <laughs> technically I saw it for a little bit, like, and I heard it. So like, it counts as my fourth launch. Uh, and I, I find I still find it hilarious that you were like freaking out over like where to go view it from, and then you got the best photos from everyone. So I got yeah, like, I got the was, best view. Yeah, but you got the best. Sound you did effects. get the best view. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We got we got some nice Lucas Arts uh, Star Wars sound effects for it. Yeah, and uh, I know I next year I, I I'm sad because that was probably going to be my last Falcon Heavy for a while. Because just like just to plan out like how much I'm going to be traveling next year is like I'm probably not going to go to the Falcon yeah. Heavies unless it's maybe I'll go to Psyche if it launches next year. So like. I don't. It, I love Falcon Heavies. They were like that was my first launch I saw, and I was happy to see it come back again. Sad it, it got fogged out for the press site. Press site, but uh, uh, you know you, you don't get to choose. Sometimes that's the life of, of chasing rockets. Sometimes you uh, you show up and you drive three days, and uh, you get fogged out. <laughs> and it um, fogs out. Or you drive, or you drive two days, and you are stuck in Virginia for two weeks, and you lose your wheels. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. It happens. Uh, and so it was happy to finally see it come back. And yeah, there's going to be a lot next year. I think there's like three or four, I think on the schedule, which is yeah. insane, 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 insane. So yeah, well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, then we'll be back for our last, uh, four, uh, highlights from this year. All right. We're back after a short break. I got water and uh, I also stole a cookie, um, as well. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so number four, number do, you four me, do you want me to go no, number four and five? Do you want me to do number four? Or do you want you to do number four? Which one? Yeah, you, you're. I, I think I ended on the last one, so you go. Okay, cool. I will do number four. Number four, B booster B ten fifty eight. I think that's redundant to say booster and B, but whatever. B ten fifty eight flight fifteen. So SpaceX is my favorite booster, I think everyone's favorite booster, B ten fifty eight. Jared, do you know why B ten fifty eight is the best booster? Is this the one that was like reused like a thousand times? Well, it is their flight leader right now. It's been flown fifteen times, which is the max uh, that that any booster has flown. But do you know why it is it is the booster of all boosters? There's something other than the flight I do not know. that makes it the best booster. It has the worm on the side. It's the only. Oh, fair uh, enough. Okay. It's the only Falcon 9 booster to get the worm on the side. This is the boost that flew DM2, yep. flew Doug and Bob uh, back in 2020. Um, right? Yeah, 2020. I remember yep. being there for that launch. That's where me and Zach uh, almost met for the first time. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> we, were, we did a podcast together, and then we were like, oh, hey, we should meet up. Uh, and that was long before I joined Space Explorer, but that was back when Space Explorer like, was first starting out, and it was just Zach. Uh, so yeah, it's the best booster. And ever since nice. then, I think NASA wasn't too happy with SpaceX reusing that booster on a military payload for, I think, Korea, I think it was. Uh, so, because it has the NASA logo on the side, they can't, like, they didn't, they didn't cover it up. Uh, so it flew that, it flew, I think, like, one, de- one military mission for Korea or another nation. And then I think since then it only has flown Starlink missions. Uh, I think that was like the the thing. Like, SpaceX could keep the worm on the booster, 
but they couldn't fly it on any like they had to fly it on any stuff. Yeah. I don't know if that, that's not official, but like I feel like that's probably what happened. Uh, so yeah, it's like it's, a. I feel like that's like a a NASCAR running the track with like the wrong Tide logo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a little weird. This it's a little weird always to see this this booster fly and it'd be like, oh yeah, this flew one of the most important missions for SpaceX ever, and it's like flying now Starlink missions. Uh, everyone's a little upset that they keep flying it. Like a lot of people in the community, I know, like this. There's two sides you go off with like this booster. They either want to see it in a museum or they want to see it right. fly until it fails. Because it's a booster, it should be flying. It shouldn't be like sitting in a museum. Yeah, somewhere. well, they, I mean, eventually it'll be in a museum, right? Like they'll they'll eventually. Well, it's, it it depends if they if they launch it and there's a failure on it. Like yeah. Oh well, up, yeah. Okay. We'll Fail. lose it. That's Fair. the reason why people are, like people like I'm one of the people I want to see it. It's flown the 15. It did a lot of work. It flew six times this year. Yeah. Uh, went, now went and checked and counted. It's probably it time to retire. Six times this right? year. I think right now 15 is a great number to stop at. Throw it. Uh, put it in Kennedy Space Center. You know, yep. I don't know where they put it. Maybe like make a mock up upper station and ferry and put it in the rocket garden or something. Like it's a dirty yeah, booster. It's it a somewhere. really dirty booster. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where you put it. Or give it to someone. You know, maybe maybe give it to the maybe take. I don't know because they had they have a Falcon Heavy side core at Kennedy. So and they they can't really. I don't think they can remove that at this point. I think that is that that booster is in that building, uh, the Stargate mm-hmm. building. I think it's called. I don't think there's any removing that the booster from 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 that building. I think you. I think that that got moved in and they built around the that booster. Um, yeah. So I don't know where they put it, but like that is maybe go to the Smithsonian. I don't know. Like that has to go somewhere and go somewhere like special. Maybe they they can definitely. There's probably room. They can move stuff around at Udvar, uh, which is where the Discovery is. So uh, yeah, they could probably put it next to Discovery. Um, that, I don't know. I, 15 is a good number to stop at. That'd be great for them to do. I don't know if they will do it or not. Um, they might keep flying it. Obviously, a SpaceX booster. They can do whatever they want with it, but it's a special booster. It has the worm on it. Uh, we love it. What's your number four? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry about that. Yeah, that I was just going to say, it's like watching your favorite athlete like play until they get injured, and then the, you're That's like, true. Well, why didn't you just retire like one year earlier? Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I agree. Yeah, at this point, it feels like it's done enough work, and it should probably be put somewhere before something catastrophic happens to it. Um, yep. So piggybacking off the SpaceX theme, um, uh, watching Starship stack on Super Heavy, making the biggest mm. rocket ever, was pretty cool. Um, again, it's oh, in a I lot totally of mine. Forgot I went to that event. I did not. <laughs> that was like in February. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, I know. I'm going way back in the archive, but um, a lot of mine, a lot of my top five sort of revolve around this like science fiction thing. I'm a I'm a pretty big science fiction yeah. nerd, so um, just again seeing like that thing come to life and actually be legit is like it's just crazy because you you know these are things that you yeah. would only think about in science in science fiction movies and and you know books and and things like that. So. Seeing that come to life was awesome. Yeah, that was that was an interesting event. Uh, I remember it was last minute. It was like it was an interesting event because it was like we got the invites for media to go to it, but it was like it was like three days before the event happened, and so mm-hmm. we're just like, well, if we're gonna get a chance to go, like we have to start, we have to just go down there, 
and like yep. just hope we get accepted <laughs> like before we get down there because uh, it took them like I think two days for them to appro- like send the approval emails like we were already down there in, in Brownsville I think we were at South Padge Island like we were checking I think we were like checking into our hotel when we got the approval emails um, <laughs> for like the event we're like oh good this trip did make sense uh, yeah, seeing that thing up close and personal was crazy. It was super cool to see. I mean, yeah. that is a massive rocket. See yeah, hoping, hoping I get to see it at some point. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we definitely got it. We had to just spend, like, a month in South Padre Island. Just, who, you know, personal life just don't yeah, spend a set month aside. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't think you'll have the same problem with your car, though. Uh, yeah, maybe if I park in the wrong part of Brownsville, but maybe, but not, not in South Padre Island, yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah. nice little part of town. As long as it doesn't, as long as the orbital doesn't happen during spring break, but we gotta talk about that, we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, no, that was a great thing. To, that's one of my, um, three favorite photos I took this year. Uh, nice. was from, during that event, so, yep. Nice. Uh, there you so, go. Yeah, it was that. Alright. Number five. Uh, we'll see if we have, I'm impressed we only have one similar so far. We'll see what yeah. we'll see what happens with this one. The June, Juno Europa flyby this year, it kind of flew under the, the radar. <laughs> ah, sweet, awesome. That kind of that flew under the radar. <laughs> get it? Flyby flew under the radar. Um, of like kind of the media like approval this year, like it happened, and also more like I think we had plenty of like heads up. I think for it because it's not like yeah these things don't happen spontaneously; they're all planned out. Uh, but like I, it just like happened earlier this year, and like we're like, oh wow, cool! And they had all these. It's the first time there was a close-up photo of Europa, uh, which is one of Jupiter's moons. Um, mm-hmm. In I think almost a decade, yeah, I think it was pretty sick. Yeah, and they all looked great. Like it was, it was like I always love space, like photos from like other planets. Like I think the Voyager, mm-hmm. the Voyager missions were always my favorite because they took photos of all the planets. It's like who doesn't love that? So. Uh, yeah, that's that's some. That's the last one I have for for our review of like my favorite item was was the Europa flyby because mostly it's like probably one of the more underrated um, events that took place this year. Just yeah, yeah, took, there was so much happening photos. it just kind of like like slipped by, right? Yeah, I think it happened around the same time. I don't remember when it happened. I think it happened around the same time. Like Artemis One was gearing up, so we're all just kind of like just focused on Artemis One happening. Also, I'm like oh, Europa flyby. Nice. So yeah, what's so uh, what's your <coughs> last one? So my last one is a cop out. Um, but it's, it is and it isn't. So um, over the last couple of years, things have been sort of, you know, obviously ramping up in the space industry. But just the sh- just looking back, you know, from like a 30,000-foot view of everything, um, without a rocket, uh, just the sheer amount of the volume of rockets that have gone up around the world from all the different space agencies um, is just insane. Like, and obviously, yeah. you know, being here in the U S and especially here from, from Canaveral, like it's, it's the bulk of it, but still just the amount of like, there's Russian, there's Chinese, there's Japanese, there's, you know, stuff going up in New Zealand there, you know, like, it's just like the amount of things happening. It's like, I feel like we're at that beginning stage. And I think you mentioned this in a couple of podcasts back of like when aviation started kind of happening and people were flying airplanes, like mm-hmm. on a regular and it's like now it's it's like at that stage where it's like everybody has access to this technology, everybody has you know a way to sort of build their their own version of a rocket. There's all these private companies obviously going yeah. into it, and now we're starting to see sort of some of the fruits of that labor, which is like volume of like okay, there's another rocket launch, 
okay, there's four rocket launches going on on this week. Mm-hmm. You know, just that volume is crazy. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I have the number here. 185 launches took place this year. There you go. Um, yeah. I don't know how like many. Every I don't other know where that is in the context. Yeah, it was almost, yeah. Uh, I mean, China let, uh, alone did um, a lot of launch. I think they did like 65, I think. They launched one last night out of the blue, which mm-hmm. messed up one of the articles I wrote because we weren't expecting them to launch the rest of the year. But um, it is what it is. Uh, I think U.S. <laughs> had 85, 86 launches. United States had 86 launches, China 64. Um, then the next one down um, with that would be Russia with 22. Um, however, interesting to note, um, Russia, the only one. I'd be wrong on this one. Okay. Russia and Iran. Russia, Iran, South Korea. The only nations with 100% success, uh, successful launch wow. record. Just saw, figured out. Oh, wait. Yeah, he so says Japan had a one launch and it failed. India launched five times <coughs> with one failure. Europe uh, Europe launched five times with four failures. I think that's wrong. There's, oh no no no, Sorry, no, no. there's only that's right. Uh, only Vegas Vegas he failed once this year. Um, <laughs> no no shame towards Vegas but you, you <laughs> fail a few times. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, 186. That's insane. 186, 177 successful, seven failures, one partial failure. Um, I still have yet to figure out what was that partial failure. It came from the U.S. I don't know what it is. Uh, of course, that includes Electron from uh, from New Zealand. But yeah. uh, oh my god, yeah, there's so much to happen this year. Like I, I, every year, I go like I'm gonna make a spreadsheet to follow every rocket launch, and like, and I'm just like I'm just gonna do you know a U.S. and Europe. Like I'm not maybe not even Europe. I'll just do U.S. Like it'll just be like I'm just gonna do U.S. Yeah. Like even that alone, that's like. There's it's almost crazy. 100 launches this year. Like, that's so difficult to do. Yeah. Um, I know it, people I mean, do it, and, like, they're monsters. Just in the U.S., it's literally, that's one every three days, right? Like, 100 launches is Pretty one much. every three days. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's crazy, man, just to see the amount of volume that, you know, I mean, there was there was that window, like, a couple of weeks ago where SpaceX was going to launch two within two hours of each other um there was also a possible attempt of doing two within like 20 minutes of each other like yeah yeah it's just uh, I think that was pads. that was like a it's few crazy. weeks ago we were, yeah like we were yeah. thinking about like and and, spa- and like usually that is impossible because the range is like no we can't support mm-hmm. that but the range was like yeah no we can support that like we can support yep. two launches within i think it was like 21 minutes i think uh maybe less um so like it was uh, next year is going to be insane so uh yep um and <coughs> How about with that? How about we take one last break and we talk about next year? Yeah, let's do it. So looking forward, we just got done looking at 2022. Yeah, now we got to look forward to 2023. A lot's happening in the space industry. Um, There's a lot of good things happening, a lot of some not so good things happening. We're going to go over, there's a few predictions that we have. we're going to hit this one right out of the park right away. Ready for it? Let's go. We've been talking. I, I've hit it on the nail a few times. I'm going, I'm putting, I'm going all in on this one. This is a big one. And I don't know. I shouldn't be happy about this. It's not, it's kind of a, not a great prediction, but Astra. Um, Astra's going to either um, file for bankruptcy or get acquired in 2023. Most likely within the first half of 2023. Um, their stock price has been below $1.00. For the past three months, um, sometime in January, they're going to get a delisting, most likely from uh, from Nasdaq, unless they do a reverse um, stocks, um, a reverse stock merge. So, 
they make less shares instead of more shares. Um, and they inflate their stock price legally. Um, so uh, this is the only way I can say, I can kind of see them going forward. Uh, it's just their, their rocket. I mean, I think engineering wise, they're a great company. They've been, they've done some pretty, some great things. I mean, they've achieved things that other companies can't, haven't done. And before they've, before they folded, but I think the small set launch market is pretty crowded right now. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to most likely see our first kind of like failure in not really failure in a bad way but failure in a like it had to happen eventually yeah there's probably going to be uh, a lot of these companies wasn't right? going to make it these companies are going to get rolled up into each other a little bit of a contraction yeah, yeah and it, the mark we're going into a more bearer market so it's going to be you know you know the financial it's not going to work out as well for everyone everyone's got to be you know you know pinch their pennies a little bit more um and so i think overall the smart set market is going to flourish but uh, with like with ABL and relativity, they're going to be launching next year. Um, hopefully, I think January 9th is ABL, and relativity is sometime in January, February time frame for a launch. But I think we're going to probably contract down to one less launch provider. I think Astro is going to get. Um, I, I'm I'm leaning more towards bankruptcy, um, and maybe their their talent will get acquired, and their their maybe some of their assets will be acquired. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I can't think of a company that would actually just buy them out, buy them outright, and then build them up from the you know build up build them back up into a successful company um north of grumman um uh, i think it's Lockheed martin has put a lot of money in abl north of grumman isn't really interested in a launch you know they had their own launch team and, and launch rockets uh spacex is interested in a small small sat launcher united launch alliance isn't has never you know is not a company that would be making acquisitions like that um boeing has you know boeing and lockheed have um you know, ULA together. That's their, yeah. their joint venture. And, you know, Blue Origin. I don't think so. I think they would, if they wanted to do their own, they would just make their own. Maybe they'll acquire some, some talent from them and, and make their own small set launcher. Mm. But or just I don't, acquire I don't think the they tech, were, right? I, they don't seem just acquire the IP and maybe some of the engineers. You yeah. know, yeah, like so, like they would, maybe they'll just cannibalize it. You know, I, I could maybe I, I don't, but I don't think they would, they're really looking at a small set vehicle. Um, and a lot of the other small set companies out there, like I don't think they have the funds or the the cash on hand to actually buy it. There was a joke in a in a, um, one of our Apple podcasts I was co-hosting on uh, that uh, Apple could buy them uh, and not mm. even make a dent in their their cash on hand because I think they have like thirty billion dollars in cash and, yeah. and Astro's market cap is like one hundred thirty million. Yeah. So like it wouldn't even make a dent in their cash and they could acquire them, but they wouldn't. So yeah, that, that's that's my prediction for that uh, for the at least small set launch market wise. It's gonna flourish, but uh, Astro. I think we're gonna lose Astro to the uh, to the whims of, of financial of troubles. Yeah. Um, um, stick. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, like that whole industry is gonna be interesting um, for just like the future of small satellites, like you were mentioning in general. Mm-hmm. It would, you know, and I have no idea. I'm totally going out on a complete whim here and throwing just some random idea that popped in my head, but. Because you you mentioned Apple, what if what if like a, a Netflix or, uh, like a like a tech company? Not a, not necessarily. Well, Netflix yes is a tech company, but they're also a media company. But like, what if a media company decided mm-hmm. to buy, a, you know, a, a company like Astra and start you know figuring out a way to deploy, or maybe even like a like a mobile company like T Mobile, right? They're using Starlink. What if they decided to? Yeah purchase like a you know like a telecom company like that would would like 
they could launch their own like, like Verizon or AT&T. Yeah, they like, they don't they don't want to partner. They just want to like yeah. I mean, and like they probably have. The, I haven't looked at their. I mean, you have to look so much cash sure, sure. they can, or you know, if they're capable of acquiring at the, at the moment. I, I don't know. Like that would be. That's totally not. Uh, I mean, that's a interesting idea. I don't know. I, I think it, acquisitions of space companies have never really happened. Like other than well, I like, feel like smaller space companies that do more niche things sure. and acquired by larger companies. But I feel like you're acquiring like, a tech company, not something that like not necessarily a you're acquiring an engineering firm i think sure, it's what you're really sure. are, you're acquiring you're acquiring an engineering firm yeah uh so maybe like uh if you know ford's done a lot of drone stuff you know looking at some drone mm-hmm. things and and like maybe they would get back maybe maybe ford like maybe ford can acquire them because they're they don't necessarily maybe not rockets or maybe not a lot of their stuff like that's great engineering talent um and maybe we'll see a pivot for what Astro does inside another company. I don't know. Like that, there's so many opportunities. Like, there's so many ways that can go. Yeah. Um. I don't think we'll ever get smack on, but I, I think bankruptcy is probably a good a good guess because I mean, there's just I, well, the thing about bankruptcy, I don't think bank, they don't have. I don't think they're like in financial trouble. I think they're just in a stock price trouble. Right. So maybe not bankruptcy, but like some sort of issue is going to come up to them where they don't where they they might like. They're 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 not going to be able to succeed. Um, <coughs> yeah, I mean but the alternative. Route that's just is looking at their stock a, price. The alternative route is somebody comes in and injects a bunch of capital, right, and then fixes some of the stock. They, they buy up their stock. Right. They come back private, which is that would actually probably be a really good option for them. I think they went public way too soon. Yeah. So if someone came in and bought them, took them private, give them a bunch of capital and fixed them up, yeah. that's probably their best option. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. So, Interesting. All right. Well, sticking with the uh, small. Yep, sticking with small set launch market uh, Electron. Uh, I was I got a lot of time with uh, with with uh, Peter back the last two weeks uh, hanging out there. ICF bestie. Um, the yeah, he's my new best friend. Uh, we uh, one thing I, I mentioned that yeah, they're looking. Uh, we talked about like launch cadence um, and stuff like that. Like how much time is going to try to launch out of Electron uh, Electron out of Virginia, and they're going to try to pick up launches from. Yeah, they've picked up every year how many times they've launched um, out of New Zealand as well. So next year is probably going to be a, probably their record, like another record year yep. um, for how many times they've launched. Their recovery program has gone um, has gone pretty well. They looked at doing recovery. Um, uh, Beck said that they're looking at doing recovery at Virginia. I think we're going to see the first reflight of a booster next nice. year. Oh, do you? Th- do you do you think they're going to do a reflight of the booster? I mean, they haven't even come close to doing it yet. But I think I think they're. I think they could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the it's the logical next step. Um, and a year is a long time, as we've you know always learned. It seems like a mm-hmm. short amount of time, but it's actually a long time. Um, and I guess if you know, depending on, and you know more insight on this than I do, but if they're you know sort of like that's their main point of focus, then it it's probably easily achievable. Yeah, they they seem pretty focus on i know on getting electron um being able to refly electron because they just they need to launch more of them right they kind of they sound like so being able to a reflight it just seems like a very much in the cards um to play next year our first our first reflight of uh, electron booster yep. uh, which would be i mean i mean like i mentioned our, one of my favorite items was that they, yeah, they, they, they didn't catch this year again making battle, a right? making yeah making uh something that's not reusable reusable um it would be crazy to see right um and then uh <coughs> that, that hopefully will come up 2023 yep speaking of reusability we're gonna get to our small spacex section because we have a lot 
um, <laughs> because they seem to be doing a lot. Starship, we got to talk about it. We all thought it was going to, well, I don't know if we, but uh, some people in the industry thought it was going to happen this year. It did not happen this year. Um, Starship Orbital Flight Test. Yep. I, when do you give me a give me ballpark? Where do you, when do you think it's going to happen? I think it's going to happen this year. Um, probably the back half of the year is what I'll guess. Um, hmm. I think the pressure. But look, I think obviously Elon's you know off in Twitter land or whatever. But <laughs> the people that that are running yeah. SpaceX right now, currently, um, you know, egos are involved. <laughs> Let's just be real. Like, yeah. Um, I think seeing Artemis one go up successfully has put a little bit of pressure on them. Um, and I think that, you know, yeah. Cause I think they were in the ballpark to beat Artemis. Yeah. One, and I, I and think they're, they're those kind of things are not really close right now. You know, just human nature is real. Like they're like, Oh shit. You know, we kind of not fell mm-hmm. behind, but we can't be that far behind. You know, we, we've got to kind of get, get on and move on with this and get it get it going to to keep on track also with you know the plan that they they have already sort of put forth but um yeah i think it's going to happen just because i think the pressure's on and i think that you know they have to they have to do it or yeah i and i agree i think orbital flight is going to happen next year yep i'm going to go on a limb i think we might see depending on when orbital flight test takes place my guess is for is first half of the year okay um Mostly because I think they're just they're just like they're so close. I think there's a lot of red tape in the way of sure. getting it done. However, I mean I've also there's other things I've heard that like that discredit that as well. Like I don't know. There's just like there's so much uncertainty with everything that could they build a rocket and launch in the first half of the first year? Hundred percent. Yeah. Is it going out of Texas? I think it depends on how much they the want. The first it to... one's going to go out of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going out of Texas. Yeah, the first one will go out of Texas for sure. Um. I don't know where the second one will go out of, but I think the first one will definitely go out of Texas. Um, I think it depends on how much they want it to succeed. If they just want to get flight time, like they did with the the, the Starship upper stages, yep. I think we could totally see two, maybe three launches next year. They're just if they're just gonna if they're gonna go through the hardware meat grinder like they did with that and mm-hmm. just build them and launch them, we could totally see a couple launches next year. Yep. If they really are going to push for a successful first flight, it's, and I don't know exactly how it's going to be because now Shotwell's in charge of Starship rather than, I mean, Elon's technically always in charge of Starship, but he's off with Twitter and he has Tesla and he has Boring, he has all these companies now and Tesla seems to be taking up a lot of his time and energy now oh, yeah. to where now we have two other, two <coughs> lieutenants from of SpaceX, uh, two SpaceX of uh, lieutenants down there pretty much running the show. Yeah. Um, I think we could totally see a more slower pace than Elon would have done. Like a more methodical. Um, when they, a little more methodical. Maybe the first one's not guaranteed to succeed, but it's, uh, maybe it's pretty pretty dang close. Yeah. Um, or they're going to be like, we're not going to... I mean, I don't think we're going to ever see them say, like, we're going to launch where we know it's 100% successful because that's not SpaceX's MO. Um, so I think we'll see. I think we're going to see, hopefully, uh, one next year. I don't... Hopefully... Here's my prayer. Do not launch in spring break. Please do not launch during spring break because no media is going to get rooms at all because that's already probably booked out for spring break, yeah. for college spring break. Um, so that's that's a hope and a, a prayer that it does not videos. launch during spring break. Yeah. <laughs> Our only launch coverage is going to come from, yeah, from bro. Like, they're going to be just party on the beach. Also, someone's going to lift off yeah. behind them. They're going to be really confused. Um, 
So that's uh, that's that that's that for for orbital. I it's I think it's all it's, just, it's a crapshoot pretty much really. Yeah. Um, next thing for SpaceX, uh, how many times are going to launch next year? They are at sixty right now. They launched their sixtieth this week. They're launching number sixty one, um, possibly this weekend before the new year. That's insane. That they yeah, pretty much they've, they've almost launched as much as China. For the year, I think. If I remember hearing correctly, in the beginning of the year it was like 50, um, right? Musk, which is one a week. Tweeted, I think fifty 52. was the. I think, I think fifty. Yeah, I think fifty was. I think once a week was their goal. Right. And in March, Elon tweeted that they were looking at sixty. Yeah. Um, and they hit sixty. So that's good on them. Looking <laughs> at how many they have next year, I think they have around like fifty or so, like pseudo-ish on the schedule for next year. Like obviously. Mm-hmm. When you look at a whole year schedule of launches, that really means nothing because a lot of them are going are gonna to be pushed back. Right. But I like anything that says late 2023, probably going to happen in early 2024, but who knows? Um, that doesn't include, that only includes like kind of like the first quarter, maybe the first uh, shortly into going to the second quarter of Starlink launches. Yep. That doesn't include Starlink launches the rest of the year. And if they can get the Gen 2 Starlinks launching, I think we, we, everyone reported this week that they launched Gen 2 Starlinks on this, this previous mission. That turned out not to be true, so we had to put a correction in our article. But uh, that they're not Gen 2 Starlink satellites. But they did get approval for, for launching modified Gen 2 Starlink satellites on their Falcon 9s. Or, you know, and if they can get into, they can get the larger payload fairing set up. And they can launch larger ones. Like, we could totally see them just go balls to the wall, like with launches. Uh, I'm gonna. I have a number for you. You ready? Go for it. Seventy-five. Oh, close. I was thinking seventy. I was like, I th- if they can get to seventy, I think that's a win. Um, but I think the problem. I is, think they've gone up by like ten or so every year. <clears throat> but but the 10 problem to 20 is every year. So seventy uh, gonna, plus fifteen. They're gonna hit like a. There's like gonna be a capacity, right? Because it at some point they're gonna have it down they have obviously have it down to a you know perfect science almost now right where it's like we need yeah. a b and c to line up and then we can launch but the problem is like yep. b and c may be like weather and or c might be like a hurricane you know like there's there's just these things that they yeah never be that's able true to control, right? but so i think they're gonna hit a cap they've gotten pre- yeah they've gotten pretty good <laughs> at launching um with bad weather i mean they've they've proven you know a lot when I first started going to the Falcon 9 launches, they would delay and scrub all the time right, for weather. Right. Um, and this year, they like there was only like kind of like a few, a one a few weeks of the year that like delayed a lot delayed a lot of Falcon 9s for launching with weather. Um, so, I I think well yeah it depends on how hurricane season goes. That's always a crapshoot because they could all go into the Gulf or they could all just keep hitting exactly. you know, the yeah. east coast of Florida. I think it all depends on how that plays out. But I think what they're going to do, they're going to, they're, they're really going to push for like two in one day, you know, three within two yeah. days, you know, like just stacking them up and see what they can do. Like what, uh, how many they going to launch within a day? Because that also does a little practice for Starship because they want to launch 10 Starships in a day. Right. So if they can launch two Falcon 9s in a day, you know, on a public range with dealing with the DOD, you know, they can easily launch, you know, 10 on a private range, just dealing with, you know the FAA with giving approval for launches. Yep. Like that's, that's totally within the possibility. So, 
uh, I think we're going to see a lot of, uh, we're going to see a lot of those like rapid fire launches, I think attempts at least maybe not see how many actually happen and play out. But I think one's gonna actually going to happen. This year. Right, I think we're right. actually going to get like a, a double within like an hour or two of each other. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's for sure happening. That is so, for sure happening. Yeah. They're going to try to push it. And I think they're going to end up getting, you know, there's a lot of commercial launches the on, the, on the slate I'll next say, year. I'll say 65. Really? Okay. 65 for you, 75 for me. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Mark this. We'll All right. Uh, going into that, uh, booster reflight number. So we talked about B-1058. Yep. That's their flight leader uh, with 15 flights. Uh, we have a little sub note in here if they're going to retire B-1058. We kind of touched on that earlier. I don't know. I, I don't, that's like a I don't know question if they're actually going to retire it. I really want them to. I don't know if they will or not. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on if nasa steps in and goes like we would like this please um maybe but um for how many times are going to refly a booster um do you, I don't know, do you, we see numbers at right now i think the leaders are like 10 14 11 and, and 10 or 8 or something like that like they're they're in like they're almost all in the, the last couple leaders are like all in double digits yeah i mean um, i see so i don't know what, what do you I, I mean i could easily see this in the future being like 20 30 times because Yep. The whole idea is sustainability, right? That was that was one of the big things that yeah. they focused on making the the idea of like landing the booster and making it reusable um, is, is sustainability. So I don't yeah. see why they wouldn't. It's like how many you're you're basically asking questions yeah. like how many times would you fly an airplane, right? Because that's like yeah. at some point it's just yeah. going to be it's going to fly for years until you know it it gets bought by a company who can't afford to buy a new plane and then they do whatever they need to do. So. Obviously, this is a different situation because of technologies in, in the way, but um, but yeah, I, I mean, I could see it easy, mm-hmm. easily 20, 30 times for sure. I think the I think at the end of twenty twenty three, I think we'll see at least I think we'll see one or two boosters at the twenty yeah. the twenty minute uh, mark. Yeah, um, this one most is of a, those. I mean, they can fly like a, a booster. This one has like a speci- uh, like a very special case scenario. You know why everybody wants to see it retire? But if this were one of the other boosters. In the yeah. lead, you'd be like, oh, we'll just fly it to the explosion. Oh, yeah. Like, even just, like, I mean, the one <laughs> below it, I mean, there's a flight, there's a booster with 14 launchers on it. Yeah. So, like, if even they retired 1058, I mean, they can launch, a, uh, they launched 1058 six times this year. Yeah. So, if they want to push the, the numbers, they'll, and if they retire 1058, they'll go to that next booster that's 14 launches and launch that as right, much as possible, right. which could be six or seven times next year, which could push it over 20. Yeah. Now, I think what we'll have to see, I, the, the thing that might stop that from happening would be... Um, what limits do these boosters have? Sure. Um, is 20 too much? Uh, I think Elon has mentioned they can go up to like the hundred. I think like the actual shell, mm-hmm. like the, 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 the outer casing of it can go up to, can, can go forever pretty much. I think it's just the insides maybe could go like are limited to like maybe a hundred. We'll see. Like there's going to be a point where they're going to retire a booster and it's going to be like at like 19 or something like that. And they're going to be like, okay, so this is their limit possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although we've also seen, we saw like the two, uh, a flight leader this year get retired. That was uh, would have been more than 1058 if they would have kept flying it. So who knows what customers might want um, for that? So I think I think we're going to see one if if the limits allow it. We'll see a booster at over 20 this year. Yeah, or next year. All right, last two items uh, before we get going. Um, the two new big rockets that are launching next year, other than Starship. Vulcan and New Glenn 
Uh, right now, Vulcan is waiting on its payloads. I think uh, the Perigen lander that is launching went into final testing, and yeah. then once that's done, with, that went in the beginning of this month. Um, if uh, if that whenever that finishes, then it gets sent down to uh, Cape Canaveral for integration with the with the rocket. So uh, early 2023 launch. I think it's possible. I think we're going to see that happen this year, January or February, depending yep. on if there's any delays with Perigen. We haven't heard anything since then, since like December 8th, I think that's when the press release went out. Um, there's also launching two uh, Kuiper test satellites. We don't have any status on that. We probably won't get any status on that, so we'll have no idea on the status of those two <laughs> two, uh, two uh, satellites at all. So, But I think if everything goes right, yeah, like that. I mean, I think the I think the rocket's almost ready to go. Pretty much, it just needs the payload. Um, I mean, we got the engines, you know, and pretty much uh, from Blue Origin. So, yeah, early twenty twenty three, easy. Yeah, um, I, do you want to take the last one? <clears throat> yeah, sure. So, um... <laughs> it's probably the easiest. It's the easy prediction of the year. <laughs> New Glenn delays to twenty twenty four. Yeah, um, I mean, there's not a ton what? of news. What? No, shocker. <laughs> there's not a ton of news coming out on this thing, right? Um, <laughs> shocker. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I would like to see it go <laughs> this year, but... Um, yeah, I would love to see it go, too. Yeah. But, but it's currently slated for late 2023, which means 2024. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's if it's already I, on I've been at, the schedule for that late, you know, they're not giving themselves a whole yeah. lot of room for the end of the year, so... Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been in the industry. I, I, I followed the industry long enough to know that uh, late 2023, late 20, late any year means it's going to be launching the next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not launching that year. It's like, yeah. it's like car models. Uh, so like, yeah, you ever see? <laughs> right, you buy. Yeah, you can buy the 2024 yeah, model in like, 2023, like towards the end of the year. I think is when they mm-hmm. start. And that pretty much goes for everything. Yeah, if something that is like late December, like late January, it's going in February. Right. If it's late March, it's going in April. Like it's kind of like just how how it goes uh, yeah. with, with scheduling, especially when they're coming from like a company with a lot of legacy into it. And Blue Origin's not necessarily a legacy company, but they've hired a lot of people from like Boeing yeah. and Lockheed Martin and stuff like that. And they've been reports have come out that there's they're very very slow. Like yeah, they don't exactly have their are. foot on the gas. So. Um, no, no, it's they're 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 riding in their their sixty two Corvette, you know, uh, and they're or their sixty two uh, <laughs> top uh, Continental, you know, and uh, they're not they're not pushing it. They're just enjoying the road and the yep. view, and they'll get there when they get there, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's no cruise control, you know. There's no brake, you know. There's no good. The brakes aren't that good, but it can go forward, and it'll, they're, yeah. but it will go forward at a slow pace, and they're gonna enjoy that ride. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's. That's it for our predictions for 2023 um, and our review of 2022. This has been, this is going to be, I can't wait to edit this. Uh, this is going to be fun uh, <laughs> with all the, with all the breaks, but I can't wait to revisit uh, this episode I, next I, year this year's, and see what we got right and wrong. Yeah, I will. This is the first year I've, I've saved all the files from every podcast, <laughs> not just from this one, but for the entire network. So uh, tr- anyone who makes a prediction, uh, be aware next year and uh, any of the nine to five podcasts, uh, you will, be, your audio will be dubbed into next year's prediction nice. of the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, that is going to happen. Uh, and, uh, I, it's been a fun year. Um, uh, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed everything that's happened this year. I mean, the space export has grown and, and like, I feel like I've grown and all this stuff and we've brought on great members of the team. We brought on Jared, we've brought on, 
Uh, it's a few writers as well. Uh, it's been great. Um, looking forward to going into 2023. Um, uh, full pace. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say thanks everybody that has tuned in and listened um, to any of the episodes and uh, thank you for all the support and thank you guys at Space Explorer because it's been awesome to jump in here and join the team sort of midway through the year um, and get caught up with sort of like how you guys do things and just be a part of the team and the ability that you guys have given me to to have access to some of these awesome events has been uh, really cool so I'm super grateful so thanks man I'm looking forward to it it's gonna be a great gonna be a great 2023 and uh We'll see you guys all on the flip side. Cool.